Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to episode number 54 of Virtually Amazing and it is such a pleasure to be back with you this week. Hi Joe, how are you doing today? I'm really good. We've just had a bank holiday here in um, uh, London and, and the UK. So feeling a bit ref- refreshed, relaxed, had some time in the garden, some time out with the dog. Um, yeah, it's been lovely. How about you? Well, we've decided that um, we're going to take Mondays as a day off because, as you know, here in Israel, we have a six day week. So the week starts on Sunday and finishes on Friday. So we really only have a one day weekend. And because the last year and a bit has been mainly lockdown, although not entirely here, we haven't done a lot of the things that we had planned to do when we first moved and, you know, go sightseeing, just generally mooch around. So we've decided that we're going to take Mondays out because that's the day where neither of us have any other firm fixed commitments. Apart from I've got a few with training sessions that have been booked in before we made this decision. So we'll have to honour those. Yep. Uh, we won't make them move. Uh, we'll move our day out that week. But so yesterday we had a lovely day out. We, we live in Natania on the coast in about the middle of Israel. And we went up to the north. We went up the Lake Tiberias, which we call the Kinneret, uh, where it was 35 degrees yesterday. Uh, which was quite hot. Um, we went out, we had a lovely lunch by the lake, and then we went on to another um, town in the north called Sfat. You might know it as Safed, S-A-F-E-D. And um, that's a very ancient um, settlement there, an ancient Jewish, Jewish town. Um, and it's actually famed for its art galleries. And our intention was to buy a painting by a particular artist, because we bought one from a shop there, what must have been, must be 10, 12, 10 years ago, something like that. But we really liked this artist. So we thought, well, it's day out, except that still most of the artist gallery shops were closed. So that was a bit sad. There's no tourists. Mm-hmm. So everything, you know, it's anything that's a tourist t- attraction, like all, it's one street, it's a very ancient street, and it's full of these, instead of houses, people have turned them into art galleries. And they were all closed. And we know we found two, I think, that were open. We did buy a painting. It it wasn't what we went for, but we do like it. So, yeah. um, That's That's lovely. That's really, really nice. It it sounds like a fabulous day out. It was. And we ended up um, coming back via my brother and sister in law live in a town that's kind of in between where we were and uh, where we live. So, we ended up going, so we had lunch in a restaurant. We went to Tzfat, we wandered around, then we drove back to my brother who lives in a town called Zichron Yaakov in the north. Uh, we ended, actually went out for a coffee at about five o'clock, then we went to them and we had supper there and then we came home. So it was a really lovely day out, really lovely. It was, it was like a mini holiday. It, it's amazing how refreshing that can be to just do something as simple as a day out and a mooch, yeah. you know. Um, and away from the desk, away from the screen, away from all of those things we have to do on a daily basis. Um, and it's something that I do try and do more regularly than I have, you know, um, it's yeah, good for our mental health as well as our physical health. And I think, um, the danger is that if you don't, it's like anything, if you don't plan it, and you don't put it in your diary as an appointment with yourself, that's immovable, then there's always stuff to catch up on. And, you know, there's always admin that can be done for your own business, not just your clients. There's always, in my case, stuff that I can create, um, workshops that I'm working on that have to be, you know, the slides need to be done and all of those sorts of things. I can always find a blog post or a newsletter or something to write. So it's really good to have that fixed time now where we're going to go out, you know, one day a week. 
we have it in the diary to go out next Monday. We haven't quite decided where we go. Oh, no. Next Monday is called Jerusalem Day, Yom Yerushalayim, which is the anniversary of when Jerusalem was reunited as Jewish city. And um, so we have a special service in the morning. So we're going to do something, but it will be local to mm. where we live. We won't go long distance. But that's, you know, something to look forward to. It's, a, it's about um, prioritising it, though, isn't it? And, and it, we've talked about this a number of times about having your diary managed rather than it managing you and it's it's kind of putting those big rocks in what are the key things and it might be a day out for you it might be somebody's gym class it might be um walking the dog whatever that is those are the chunks that need to go in first around you know and the client work and those kinds of things isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely because as we said you can always find things to fill that time with yes so it's important to block out those important um, elements of time so talking about blocking time out and doing important things that kind of leads nicely into our guest today our guest today is Mark Terrell and he is um, an expert on motivation and he is all about what motivates you to, to do the things that you do. And, and uh, we're going to have a chat with him about what that means. Um, in preparation for this, I was a guest on Mark's podcast a couple of weeks ago. And in preparation for that, I filled in his online motivational map questionnaire. Now, in preparation for today, we've got, Joe has also completed a motivational map. So we're going to have a chat with um, Mark shortly and we're gonna compare our two motivational maps and see how it impacts on the way that we're able to work together. And I think it's quite, it's quite fascinating. So I'm gonna go and uh, let's go and queue up Mark's interview. Welcome back listeners. And Mark Perrell has joined us and we are going to talk about all things motivation today, which is quite the hot topic, I think. I, I've seen a lot of posts Generally, LinkedIn is awash with stuff around motivation and why do you do what you do and do more. Um, so it's really, it's really good to be able to talk about um, not quantifying it, but kind of figuring out in a logical way what that means, which would be really good. So, Mark, do you want to just tell our listeners who you are, what you do and how you came to do all things motivation? Right, yes. Well, I'm Mark Terrell. Um, I, uh, my business is uh, the Reluctant Leader Academy. Um, I ended up doing what I'm doing after selling a business and sort of falling out of love with that business towards the end um, because I wasn't motivated in the role that I ended up in. Uh, and that's the important thing is understanding what motivation is. Um, and if you understand what motivates you, then you can make better decisions for yourself and not make the mistakes that I did. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why motivation is important to, to me and why it's um, fundamental to the work I do is making sure my clients are motivated uh, and then they create a, a business that motivates them. Uh, and ultimately, that's um, going to be better for them, uh, better for the business. And uh, longevity wise, it's going it's to be uh, obviously something that will carry on as opposed to something that might be a bit short term. Yeah, that's really it's a really good point, actually, um, what motivates you, because that's what pushes you to keep I mean obviously there are people who are running their business because they need to pay the bills put food on the table um, but if you know what motivate if you have that extra bit with the motivation you can make sure that you're offering services that motivate you and not just being just a generalist and feeling oh I'm fed up with all of this so we've talked about that quite a lot haven't we Joe? yeah absolutely and um, we've always touched a little bit on motivation and that kind of stuff but I found the the motivation maps and my outcome really very interesting I've never looked at it in that way so I've found this really interesting so Mark do you want to explain for our listeners what the motivational maps that Joe and I have referenced are <laughs> okay uh, so motivational maps are what we call a um, personal inventory in other words they they measure what uh, is driving us there not like a psychometric it's just they are just seeing what it is that at the moment we are making decisions around 
So, um, and the, the thing to remember is that motivations change. Um, and the way that it works is that there are nine motivations for work. Um, and it, what it does is puts them in order. It gives us a value for each one of the nine. Um, and it also gives us some feedback on how we feel about how those motivations are currently being met. So there's sort of three strings to this, put them in order, see how strong each one is for us, and then a fulfillment level, which is obviously important. Excellent. So Joe, go on. What was, what was your top one when you filled in the motivational map? So I had the expert as the first one. The second one was spirit. The third one was builder. And my lowest motivational, um, which is also, I think, really important, is star. Yeah. So I was quite, um, the elements of that I really, really recognised. Um, but it was the, the description of them that I found really interesting. And there are elements of it I really recognised. And then others I thought, oh, that's new. That's interesting. And um, yeah, I really liked it. So how about yours, Shelley? Okay, so my top one was a creator and uh, which kind of makes total sense. I'm a searcher mm. and I'm an expert. So we both have experts in common, yeah. but the other two for both of us are different. And I think that's, that's quite interesting. Um, for me, expert was number three and for you, it was number one. Yeah. So you, and I know you like to dabble in all your techie stuff and yeah. figure out how things work and be an expert yeah. at how things work. Yeah, that's really quite interesting. What was very interesting for me was my lowest motivator was as a friend, and that I was surprised. But I, when you read what it means, mm. it then made sense that yeah. I am terrible at keeping in touch with people. It's <laughs> not my strength. In fact, I tell my friends and family that I ignore everybody equally. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not good at that. If you know. Um, and so that was really interesting. That's something I have to really work on. As opposed to my daughter, who is amazing. I bet that would come up as her top one because she is a connector par excellence and she is forever keeping in touch with the world and their wife. So what does that mean for us, though, as we work together, um, Mark? How important is it to know the different motivators of the people you work with? Well, you've done half my work for me because you've already noticed that um, it's important not only to know what motivates you, but also the thing that least motivates you. And especially when we're running our business, we've got to think, well, what impact does that have? If that is the thing that I have, as you've alluded to, Shelley, my least focus on. Yeah. ultimately that's what it is that I'm least focused on that we all have a value for each one but it's the thing that comes last it's the thing we never get around to doing uh, and so you never get around to keeping in touch with people and Joe never gets around to probably promoting herself um, and so mm -hmm. what does that mean with regard to our businesses and how does that pan out and is that helping us is there something we need to do to sort of prevent that being our Achilles heel um, so I'm very impressed that you've seen how important the lowest motivator is before focusing on the top ones, because a lot of people focus on their top motivators and find actually uh, they've been well met and, you know, they're, they're showing up in my business and, and that's good. But what we've got to remember, and when we're talking about business ownership in particular, um, we've got to be more rounded. Um, so we've got to make sure that we, yes, get those things fulfilled that are important to us, but also remembering that, there are things that we don't want to do that our businesses need. And Joe, obviously what you do, you know about all this stuff. You know that you've got clients that do things without really being asked, but then there's things that they, you know, they should be doing, but they never seem to get around to them. Yeah. And that's probably because they're not motivated to do them. Um, yeah. And, and that, that's the important thing is how that works. And, and also you've alluded to the, that fact that you've got shared motivators so when you're working with somebody, the shared motivations are your values. You are linked in a way that you talk in a way you probably don't think of it before like this, but mm. our values are the things that we fall out about quickly, uh, more, more readily, as opposed to our personalities. People say we, we fall out about our personalities, but actually most, most people fall out because our values are not matched and we don't get on with people. And motivational motivations are very much linked to our values 
And so we need, if we're working with people, we've got to have a shared value. That's really important, isn't it? Especially within a team. So if we've got a shared value, then we can work together. It doesn't matter that we do things differently. As long as we have some sort of thing that keeps us together, that um, is, is important. And it's making sure that we recognize that. Yeah, that that's absolutely. And what I love about this also is, I mean, there's all the different profiling tools out there. There are loads of them. But, and, and they're all different. And I think they all have value. I, I just like the approach of this. And it's kind of speaks the way I think, I think probably more than, uh, than anything else. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's really about saying, okay, so I'm a creator, I'm creating courses, creating webinars, creating training, writing books, doing all of those things. So that kind of, yeah, that's fine. And, but, and I need to do all of that, but I also need to make sure that I keep in touch with the people I've trained and the people that um, I want to train and all of that, which is where I can see that my friend skills need to be a bit updated. So, so that's, um, that's really, really helpful. Really helpful. So I just interact with just my lowest motivator is director. And we haven't talked to what the what these motivations yeah. are yet, have we? So no. people listening to this will think, "What am I going to talk about?" It's like this gobbledygook. So, the, so director is about the uh, motivated to be in charge. In other words, having a posi position of influence. So the thing that I least want is to be in that position, um, and that is why I do what the work I do because I recognise that in a lot of people that they don't want to be in charge. They're good at what they do, but they don't want to be managing people. Um, there's ways we can get around that. And one of the things I get my clients to do is actually write their job description and then make sure it's in line with their motivators. And then, and then that helps them uh, oh. to stick to that and, and create the role that's right for them, as opposed to just thinking that I've got to be MD. Well, mm. you don't have to be MD if you've got your own business and you're creating something that's growing. Um, so, so, so yeah, so director is my lowest. So I've got to be aware of that. Uh, so, uh, and how that, pans out within my business and, and, and likewise with you guys you, you know that friend and star are the ones that um you're going to probably pay a bit attention more attention to than 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 you probably naturally would yeah so let's talk about what the nine motivators are do you want to run through them for our listeners so they can get a sense of that sure so there's three groups of three which makes nine um the there are three relationship motivators there are three achievement motivators and there are three growth motivators Relationship motivators are relationship because they are dependent on other people. Achievement are about achieving things, power, influence, money. And growth are about where we want to go in, in, in the future, what we see ourselves to be in the future. So, and there's also, you might have noticed, there's a bit of a, um, a an emphasis on past, present and future, which we probably won't have time to go into. But mm. uh, realizing that we are influenced by three things uh, with regards to motivation, what's happened to us, what's happening to us and the things that we want to happen in the future are sort of our future aspirations. So when we think about the nine motivations, we've got three clusters, what we call the, the clusters. Three relationship motivators are the defender, which is about secure, uh, security, stability, predictability. Then there's the friend, which we've mentioned about belonging, uh, feeling that you belong, um, having uh, friendships at work. And then we have the star, also been mentioned about having uh, wanting recognition from others seeking recognition and social esteem so that's the relationship motivators then there are three achievement motivators one is the director again might be mentioned the power influence uh, drive then we've got the builder which is the money drive and then we've got the expert uh, which you both got in your top three which is the drive for specialism and being an expert and, and knowledgeable in your in your and what you do and then the growth motivators are the searcher which is about making a difference then there's the spirit which is about making uh, sorry having freedom and autonomy on on the decisions that you make and then finally there is the i always i was one i, I sort of creator. Forget. the creator obviously i kind of forget it's your top motivator <laughs> so the creator is the one for innovation creativity new ideas that's um, so they're the, they're the nine motivators. We all have all nine that are, but what, as I mentioned before, we just got to put them in the right order, know which ones are strongest and weakest, and then we can make decisions based on that. I mean, that's, it's that, uh, you know, that just makes it make a whole lot of sense. 
um, down to what jobs people choose to do and which bits of those jobs that they enjoy doing and which bits of those jobs that they hate doing. For example, most people in a lot of jobs would need to pick up the phone to call clients. They need to make their sales calls. If you're not a very good friend, that's probably <laughs> something that's way down on your to-do list. Um, I don't need to do that in my business the way that my business model works, but I can see where that would impact if I if it was something mm, I needed yeah. to do. So I can definitely yeah. see that. I can definitely see that. So, um, so we all have all of them, but in varying degrees. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Are there, are there particular motivators that are common to particular professions or jobs or businesses? Or uh, is it really individual? Uh, there is, actually. Um, what we do find is the searcher motivator is very strong. In, in most instances, people do want to make a difference. Um, so we tend to find that that is the motivator that comes up most often. Um, and I think it's a part of um, the way people see work these days, that, that, that it's about a part of them as opposed to just going to work to, to yeah. earn money. Uh, luckily, we are most a lot of us are getting to a point where we can do work that is satisfying and fulfilling as opposed to just paying the bills yeah. not saying that everyone's like that but that tends to be mm -hmm. the way things are going so searcherism is a motivator which is becoming really important to a lot of people um, across the board uh, and then when you start looking at certain sectors um, people that set up on their own tend to see spirit as a, a, a strong motivator so freedom autonomy making their own decisions not being told what to do is something that is um, is, is strong <laughs> Um, expert tends to be quite important as well for people that have set up their own business and that they have an expertise that they want to be known for. Um, um, so those are the typical ones I see a lot of. Um, and star is one that I see a lot of being very low. Um, lots of people do not seek recognition. So they don't want to promote themselves. Uh, and and often that is their Achilles heel. They're not promoting yeah. themselves, getting themselves out there, and talking about themselves enough. Yeah. Now I was quite interesting, interested, but that didn't come up for me because I am out there promoting myself relentlessly. Um, mm. But it didn't come up for me. So obviously, it's something that I know I need to do, and I do it. But maybe it's not my reason for being. So, mm. and I think that I think that's quite interesting. I think it's interesting that both of you got expert in your top three and because and I've got top expert in my top three as well, um, because sometimes when we're an expert, we want to be good at something and we want to be known and we don't want to get things wrong. That most importantly, we don't want to be seen to be foolish, hmm. which can be a bit of a problem in that we don't do things unless we know exactly how we're going to do it and that we're, we're going to get it right first time. Well, realistically, can we can we can we expect to get things right the first time? Uh, no and, and that's that's and that's the thing sometimes you have to think well I, I'm not going to allow that to to hold me back I know that that's important to me but sometimes I'm going to have to just push my comfort zone out of the way and do things that really I don't feel comfortable with because I I know that it's good for me and it's actually going to fulfill those top motivators long term yeah. so I'm going to make more of a difference I'm going to be able to make more you know be more creative um, and and freedom comes from that so that, that it's a link in something that you don't particularly want to do to the things that you, mm -hmm. you do want to do. Yeah. So how, how do you feel? I'm just going to ask a personal question. Now you said you sold a business, you weren't really motivated with it. Mm -hmm. So are you, are you a lot more motivated now with the Reluctant Leader Academy than you were with the business that you sold before? Uh, absolutely, because I'm, I'm, I'm aware of this stuff all the time. I don't, uh, there's not hardly a day that goes by when I'm not I'm talking about motivation, about to something when I'm you know talking on a podcast or working with my clients or creating something and I'm writing a book at the moment which unsurprisingly will be centered around motivation um, because I think there's a misunderstanding of motivation and you know you, you've talked about it comes up a lot on social media and that because you know there are things like motivational speakers um, but I would I would say that what they do mostly is inspire us 
because yeah. uh, they they tell a story from adversity through to overcoming that adversity to become successful whatever and that's inspirational and that gives us uh, some sort of energy and think well if they can do it i can do it and, and inspires us to, to to take some action motivations really are all about what comes from within and what drives us the motive to take action so the stronger the motive the more likely we are to take action and vice versa so there's little motive there's little action so when we are talking listening to someone that's uh, says they're our motivational speaker um they can't really motivate us unless they understand individually what motivates us mm-hmm. but interestingly a lot of the big speakers they are very clever with their marketing and they know that the things that they talk about motivate you so they carry on doing it so they can say they motivate you because you signed up for what they were marketing so they know the message that, that motivates you and they just keep giving you it so they are in effect sort of motivating you in, in that respect but the thing to always remember is that every, all motivation comes from within you can't motivate someone unless you understand what motivates them so really what we're doing is creating a an environment that motivates us as opposed to motivating the individual and that's when we talk about using motivations in a business scenario is, is creating the right environment ultimately that motivates people that is making them feel they make a difference given opportunities to be creative and innovative um giving them security feel make them feel that they belong all these things uh, once you've got a, an idea of what the profile is of your team or your organization you can make sure that those things are being rewarded ultimately that's what motivation is we want a reward uh, and we're linking that reward to the thing that motivates us that's that's amazing and just made me think of the big organizations think people like google microsoft who um, have those kind of an have that kind of environment i don't know about google i've never been but i have been to the microsoft campus in reading which is just out of this world you just want to go and live there it really is mm-hmm. amazing and, and they do all of those things and um not just to market not just as an internal marketing exercise they really live it and i think that that is important so how can we do that in our little micro businesses for our audience what what sort of strategies can people put in place or, or what what should they be thinking about um if they want to harness the power of this motivation so first of all you've got to have a pretty good idea of what it is that's important to you uh, and, and also re- reminding yourself that this isn't forever this can change in the future so you want to make some decisions that are going to be long term and what we do know is those growth motivators so if you already have one of those growth motivators or more in your top 3 then they're likely to stay there unless something dramatic happens in your business so if you if you want to make a difference now it's likely that you're always going to want to make a difference if you want freedom autonomy now it's likely that that's always going to be the case going forward because it's already um, important to you and if you if you got high creator motivator again that's probably something you'll always want to be doing you're not suddenly going to say oh, i don't want to be creative anymore it just doesn't happen that way and like i say unless something dramatic happens in your life and you have to focus on other, other things so that's the things that we can focus on with regards to our business making sure that the things that were likely to stay the same are you know we're focusing on those things and then thinking about things that are driving us at the moment so let's talk about money mm-hmm. because that's sort of an easy one that people understand and there's nothing wrong with motivated by being motivated by money there's actually a lack of people that are motivated by money but actually it's not just money motivation it's about a commercial awareness people aren't commercial mm-hmm. enough and so especially when you're setting up your own business if you're not driven by money you've got to be really aware that you're not making enough decisions around making money and ultimately that can be a big problem for you so with regards to that making sure that if if the builder motivator is low for you is to making sure that you have someone holding you accountable for making decisions about money some some that's that might be something that you need and that it's not something that naturally drives you so you have to put something in to make things happen and that's where you know coaches and and uh, mastermind groups and all those sort of things accountability comes into this holding people accountable so that they do things that they don't naturally want to do um and that and that's the that's the problem not the problem but that's the scenario that crops up when you create your own business is driven by your motivations but you've got to remember that the things that motivate you probably aren't the whole thing the whole package that you need to make it successful 
Um, so you've got to make sure that uh, the, those things are taken account, uh, taken into account, and you have a, a process uh, to, to make sure those things are taken uh, taken care of. That's that's great, Joe. Have you got any questions or anything to add at this point? I'm I'm just absorbing this because I find this really very interesting and I found the whole process of doing my motivation map really interesting um and I totally recognize what Mark's saying about the the star that's definitely not me I, I am always I'm, I'm more than happy to sit there with some doc piece of documentation or some regulation or piece of tech um and I, I get a win but then I just move on to the next one because I just want to get and I don't you know until recently I didn't even sort of shout about things on social media it was somebody who I got to help me and said why have you not told people about this <laughs> you know um so totally recognize that and I I do recognize particularly spirit in you know that and that independence and also the builder um I recognize that hugely in in mine in terms of being goal oriented and um I've always been competitive I think but it's slightly different when you go into business for yourself to be competitive I think it's more around competing against the goals and the targets I set myself and I've, I've said, I think I've said in the past that goals and targets are quite important, you know, for you to see the next step and the next, you know, okay, so I've done this this week. What am I doing next week? And um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, mm. I found it really very interesting. Mm. Mm. I think when you're setting goals, if you've got an idea of what you want to achieve and then making sure they're in line with your motivations, that's, that makes them more likely that they're going to happen. Um, yeah. There's nothing worse than setting goals that are just not really in line with your values and, and your motivations because, you know, it's going to be really hard to make those things happen. Yeah. That, that's the thing. You know, you, you don't really want to be pushing water uphill. You want to be able to be in a position where things are going to be fairly easy, as easy as possible, yeah. without really making things difficult. Um, and if you can set goals that are in line with those key motivators they will make sense to you. You, you naturally want to do them. Um, when it comes a problem is when you set loads of goals, so someone that's not motivated by money and you look through all their goals and there's like mention of money all the way along and say, well, how's that going to work? Because yeah. you, it's not something you naturally do. Yeah. So let's, let's tr maybe change the wording to make it feel as if it actually is in line with what you want. And again, in line with your values, which is, is, yeah. is, is, is motivational. And I think that's really interesting as well, because that was one of the things that I looked at when I first got my report was how do those sit against those values of mine? You know, and we're not just talking about the, I suppose, the superficial, but those really deep core fundamental values that drive us all and, and that feed into these motivators Um and some of mine were really very, very aligned um, with those really core fundamentals that drive me personally. So I found mm. that really interesting as well. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning about um, the difference between motivation maps and make a psychometric or yeah. uh, behavioral starting. So uh, they're more prevalent. So psychometrics or behavioral styles, um, things like um, DISC, um, Myers-Briggs, Insights Discovery, all those things give us an idea of how we like to do things. And there is a link to, to motivational apps because there is a, a personality sort of link to motivations, which is one element, but it's only one element. So it's, it's only a slight lift. And if we think about the four elements, if, if we're uh, uh, familiar with the psychometric model, the four four um, um types within a, a psychometric model if you think about the where they show up um so if we i, I like the sort of the green sorry the, the color model so we talk about the the red which is very much in line with the director motivator yeah. uh, we talk about the yellow which is very much the star motivator the green is the friend um and the blue is very much the defender so if you think about that it's very much linked to our 
personality, those bottom, not the bottom ones, but the relationship motivators. Yeah. So the rest of it comes as something that builds on top of that. So it's the thing that, okay, we know how we like to do things. There's a, there's a, like a ingrained thing that we, the way we approach things, but ultimately we are trying to achieve something and we want to grow into what we want to be in the future. And we have a, a vision of that. So it's what comes after that. And it's actually why we do things yeah. ultimately. So the how and the why, psychometrics and personality style, style reports give us the how, motivational maps give us a why about, okay, so what, why are we doing this? And ultimately what we're trying to do uh, long-term. Yes, I, what I found particularly fascinating was the fact that my top one came out as creator. And I, when we had our chat, when I was on, um, I was on Mark's podcast a few weeks ago, um, and I think I said then, I never ever thought of myself as a creative person. For me, a creative person is something that paints or does sculpture yeah. or, I mean, I do write, but I write very much um, technical stuff. It's not story writing. For me, a creative is a, somebody that does all of those things. Um, but I am always creating stuff. I'm always creating courses. I'm always creating mm. user guides or whatever it is. So it kind of made sense that it came out top, which means that it does make it easier to look at the how because I can see that that is my why or one of my whys because I've got three obviously but you know that that might be the top one which I've never thought about. Mm. I think the creator is interesting and in that yeah it's about solving problems that's how I explain it to yeah. most of my clients is being creative, uh, innovative, solving problems, bringing something into being that wasn't there before mm. um, and it might be you're just com com combining a lot of ideas that you use but like you know, writing my book at the moment, I'm combining a lot of my own ideas into creating this book, um, which is, you know, nothing's ever your own work. There's always, you know, if you read every book that I've ever written, there's always a reference to another book, isn't there? Yeah. So it's about creating something from other people's ideas that actually bring together how you see the world. And, and you know, with all these things that we get feedback, whether it's motivational maps, psychometrics, and all the other tools that are out there, there's... You know, I encourage anyone to get as much feedback as possible. Understand yourself. The more you understand yourself, the better decisions you can make for yourself. Um, and when you, you know this stuff, you, that ultimately that's what happens, is you can make decisions that are in line with what you want, as, as opposed yeah. to just going down a path that somebody else has set. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's really important. I've been doing a lot of work uh, recently on my money mindset, for example. Mm. Um, money, the builder, didn't show up for me there at all. Um, but it is quite important, you know, although um, one of the things that I've learned from the stuff I've been doing is that because I'm repeatedly telling myself that I just like to help people, um, I'm probably yes. not charging enough. Yeah. Um, because I am helping them. I'm helping them earn more money. Yeah. And uh, why shouldn't I be recompensed for that? But the story I've been telling myself is the money doesn't matter because I just want to help people. And yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Mark. You have to keep doing that personal deep work to understand what's driving you and to change those things. Because we all have beliefs that we've grown up with. Um, I've been just been finding what I've been doing recently really fascinating. Mm. So um, yeah, definitely. Mark, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. And I'm sure that our audience are going to benefit immensely. If they want to take um, a motivational map, um, if you could let me have a link, it will go on the podcast webpage because the podcast is their webpage. So I can, any links that people can get in touch with you, find out more about you, how to work with you, because I might want to work with you, um, that would be great. I can pop that there. And uh, yeah, it's just been ama amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh yeah really I've, I've really enjoyed it it's been very motivating and um yes yeah, so i have i've, I've cr created a, like a mini course around the motivational map which is very much in line with what i've called i would call it how to stay energized at work so uh, we know what motivates us we can stay energized and make sure those things are being met so yes i'll, I'll give you the link to that and i'll also give you a, a special offer for anybody listening to this uh, podcast brilliant Thank you very much for that. Have a brilliant rest of today. It's a Tuesday today. I'm completely yes. confused. Yes, it is Tuesday. And uh, thank you very much. Welcome back, listeners. 
Now, both Joe and I found that interview with Mark quite fascinating and rather amazing, really, and really cool to know that we both have um, values in common. I, I think mm. we probably knew that already. Well yes. But it's nice to have that confirmation. And after we came off the recording with Mark, uh, and we were just generally chatting, um, one of the things that came up was um, sometimes it's good to get that motivational map done because it can confirm to you whether you're actually better off running your own business or going back into the workplace yeah. as an employee. And I think that we often don't think about the fact that we rush off into entrepreneurdom because we're fed up with where we are and we think this is the answer to everything. And then we find that we're hating every minute of it. Mm. Um, and then feeling, to go, feeling like going back to a job makes us feel like a failure. I've, I've not been able to run my business, I'm a failure. But I think it's quite interesting that we can reframe that and say it's not a failure it just is more suited to you yeah you know, it's it's I also a huge learning curve about you know we've all been there on those days when our jobs really just drive us mad and we've thought about I've got to leave right now but it may be the right thing for you is to find the new job the different job um you know and as you say working for yourself sounds very romantic I can do what I like I can do when I like it but the thing is there's all the stuff that you don't see until you actually work for yourself the networking the marketing the unpaid hours of admin and email and social media marketing and all of these things so you might be looking for 35 hours a week but your billing might only be 10, 15, 20 hours. And there's an understanding that I think you only get. And, you know, there's no great shame to saying, I really don't want to work for myself or yeah. I do want to work for myself or I prefer to do it this way. Um, it's, as you say, it, it, we're not all suited to the same things. And that's what the motivation map and all of those other things that we were talking about, the, the psychometric testing, yeah. they give us an indication about ourselves and what suits us and, and makes us happy. And I think, you know, we're only here once. We've all talked about how short life is and, and COVID has taught us that. Um, so don't feel that it's wrong to say, I want my business to look like this or look like that, or even say, you know, I've, I really don't enjoy working for myself. I'm going back to the, the office. We're, we're all working in that way. Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think that's really interesting. I mean, I know that I, I'm, I, I couldn't work for anybody else anymore. I've worked for myself for so long. Um, and when I made that shift, it was because I felt I really knew that I'd enough is enough. I needed to, to chart my own path and mm. do my own thing, create my own journey as mm. creator being my top motivator. And I think it's just important to recognize that 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 um, um, that, that there isn't failure, that there's learning, I yeah. think. I think. And that's um, that's really important to know. I just found the whole idea and the idea yeah. of this motivator being your why. Um, yeah. We've all heard about, you know, you need to know what your why is before you do it. But sometimes it's really hard to unpick what your why is. I know for me, it's very, it was very hard to unpick what my why mm. is because your why on the surface of things might be, well, I'm going to earn more money as a work for myself. I'll be able to charge more and I'll earn more. And you think that's your why because you want to earn more money. But your why might be, like in my case, I want to create things, mm. um, which leads to making money. Yeah. But it, that's not the real motivator here. Um, yeah. So I just think all of this stuff is interconnected and very, very important to, to learn about. And I think you can never stop learning. No, I agree. And it, it, as you say, is very important. The more we understand ourselves and what drives us as individuals 
that then I hate to sound trite and say it makes us a better person or anything like that. It's not the miracle cure, but having insights about you and the way you work and what motivates you and what drives you helps you then to make different or better or other decisions regarding whether it is employment, is it self-employment, is it that I want to build a team, do I want that 100k target hanging over me, or am I quite content with earning 10k a year and having more time all of these things are different drivers and I think that's what's the interesting thing about this for all of us and I also think bringing it back to I mean people listening to us are assistants yeah one type or another whether you're a virtual assistant an executive assistant personal assistant whether you work in a business or you work remotely with somebody whether you're employed or you're running your own business we're all assistants And we all have things that have motivated us to become an assistant of one sort or another. But then it's what does motivate your clients or your bosses or the people that you work with. And I think that's important. So, for example, you are um, your motivate your top motivator was expert. Yeah. So your clients are going to come to you for your expertise in whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and that becomes what you do for your clients. So yeah. even if you're not a star and you're not out there shouting about it, but you're starting to, so well yeah. done, Joe. I'm beginning <laughs> to see you are starting. Uh, but seriously speaking, serious joking aside, um, I think it's I think it also leads into the kind of jobs that you do and the kind of things that you choose. So, for example, when we interviewed the lovely Stephanie uh, from Simply On Demand, she is an amazing kind yes. of a creator and she's an amazing administrator. And I bet creator would come out quite high in her yes. motivational map. And uh, if any of you have not seen the designs that, that Stephanie does, I really would suggest you head over and follow Simply On Demand wherever she is, because she's amazing. And she's done stuff for me since I got her to do all my social media banners, my everything. But the point, the point is that um, by knowing what motivates you, you can choose the jobs that work for you in your business. Um, much as Mark said, you could, you could have somebody to keep you accountable on, on the finance side if that's not your thing. Um, and you can yeah. choose to do the, the jobs that really make you sing. So I know for you, Joe, you because we've talked about it many a time, mm. that you don't like the visual social media type stuff. So you have somebody to help you with that. Yeah. And I yeah. think that really can help you think that, okay, so it's not just a gut feeling of mine. It, there's actually a reason for this. Yeah. And and I know and I, yeah, totally. And I, I I'm not that creator. I couldn't imagine being like Stephanie, you know, and spending all day every day in Canva. That's my idea of hell. But equally, she's probably not motivated by the stuff that I get really excited about, you know, and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And I think it goes back to something that we've always said on this podcast is that we all are unique. We'll all have these unique drivers. So, for example, you and I both have expert in our top three, but I bet that that manifests itself very differently yes. between the two of us. Um, and I bet you that, you know, Stephanie, because we've mentioned her with her Canva, that will look very different for her as well. So it is important to understand that all of these motivators don't just blanket mean that you are a a type um you will apply this individually and it's very important to remember that yeah I think that's 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 really true and as Mark said when we were chatting that we all have all nine of them it's just the relationship between them and which ones come out top for us so I think that's that's really I, I really enjoyed this episode and I loved being on Mark's podcast a few weeks ago when I first did my motivational map, and that was all about me. So who doesn't like talking about themselves? But, you know, <laughs> to star. Remember, <laughs> star is not in my top three. Really no, it isn't. I thought it would be, but it wasn't. So, Joe, what are you up to for the rest of today and this week? Uh, 
so at 12.30, I'm going into a meeting. Um, I'm a school governor. And very sadly, we are doing some redundancies. So I am in a set of consultation meetings from 12.30 today. Um, and I'm not sure what time that's going to finish. But um, yeah, so that's for the rest of my day. And then for the rest of this week, I've got a really packed week, all sorts of different things going on. Um, how about you? Well, I am going to go shopping this afternoon, and that's food shopping, Not nothing exciting. We had a very exciting day yesterday. We bought a painting, and I bought some clothes, which was really exciting. But um, today, I am going to go and do some boring old food shopping, but needs to be done. Uh, and I am currently designing and creating um, two workshops for a series of webinars that I'm going to be doing with a company called Smart Events. And this webinar is that I'm in the middle of is an Excel one. Uh, and then when I finish uh, creating that, I have the Word one to do. They are they're quite advanced. They're lots of lots of um, interesting stuff in them. So I've got those to create. And a new project, well, it's not a new project, it's a project that came up just before Christmas. I was asked to be part of three providers providing, I was going to provide the IT, Microsoft Office stuff. It died a death and all of a sudden that company has come back last week and said, yes, we do actually want it. So there's, we were just waiting for some clarification and confirmation on that. And there'll be a whole load more of things to create and design for that. So I'm going to be doing rather a lot of all of that. And um, from tomorrow, I've got um, a lot of Microsoft Teams training coming up. That's yep. scheduled in the, in, the, in the diary. So I'm going to be quite busy. I think I'm going to be quite busy. Well, let's get cracking then. I think we should. And uh, listeners, thank you very much for being with us for yet another episode of Virtually Amazing, the podcast. And as ever, Virtually Amazing on Facebook. You can find the podcast on Tomorrow's VA's website. You can find the video version on the Tomorrow's VA YouTube channel. And all our contact details are on the website. So do get in touch. Let us know if you'd like to be a guest. And if you know of somebody else who you would like to hear from and you think they would make a great guest, we'd love to know. And we'll see you next week. Hello, Shelley here with a public service announcement. We are going to be taking a short break. We've got one more episode that's next week with Stuart Snooks and that's going to be a cracker. In fact, I know it's a cracker because we recorded it a couple of weeks ago. After that, we're going to take a two week break while Shelley is at the PA show in London. And if you're coming to the PA show, do pop along and see me. I have a stand and I'd love to see you and have a chat. You can come and tell me how wonderful the podcast is and even be recorded for a future episode. Once I am back in Israel after the show, Joe and I will be opening up some slots in our busy, busy diaries to make more recordings for future episodes. So do make a diary note. We've got another episode next week and then we'll be back again a couple of weeks after that. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.